I want to welcome you to today's podcast. And in this podcast, I'll be bringing you teachings from the Word of God that will bless you and inspire your spirit. And I know for sure that your life will never be the same again when you're done listening. God bless you as you listen. This podcast is sponsored by Check It Shop. Check It Shop, the first Christian anointed clothing brand. Your one-stop shop for high quality and heavily anointed clothing and accessories that will look good on you and most importantly, terrorize the kingdom of darkness. Visit CheckItShop.com. Check it in style. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I want to welcome you to another podcast where I'll be bringing words and teachings that will change your life forever. But before we start, I'd like us to pray. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we worship you, we adore you, we bless your holy name because you are Lord, you are God, and you are King. Lord, we ask that you speak to us through your word and by your spirit and that your words will transform our lives forever. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Yeah, like I said, once again, I'd like to welcome you to today's podcast. And, you know, many times I get excited. Not many times. Actually, I always get excited about the word. Hallelujah. Because every time we have an opportunity to feast on the word, we have an opportunity to have our lives transformed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Every time we have an opportunity to feast on the word, we have an opportunity for our lives to be transformed. Now, one very important principle of success, one very, very important principle of success, which many people overlook, is looking at those who have succeeded and learning from them. This is so important. And actually the Bible says it. Looking at those who have succeeded and learning from them. The Bible says in the book of Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 12. Now it says that you be not slothful, but be followers of them who through faith and patience inherit the promise. It says that ye be not slothful, but be followers of them. There are people who God expects you to follow. Those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. Hallelujah. Those who have succeeded. Hallelujah. The ones who have succeeded, God expects that you Study them and learn from them. He says, follow them. And Paul the Apostle said, follow me as I follow Christ. Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's one very important principle of success in life. There are people who never read. They never study about anybody else's life. They just, you know, focus on the live um, you know, day in, day out, just their normal life. They, they don't study history. Someone said, and rightly so, that life is a repeated cycle. 
like cycles, things come and go. Nothing really on earth is new. Things come and go. It's a repeat. Life is a repeat of cycles. Hallelujah. So if you study what is going on very well, you will know how to succeed. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now this is so important. The Bible says in the book of Joshua chapter 1, we're going to read about somebody, a man called Joshua and how God gave him the principle of success. Joshua chapter 1, and I'm reading from verse 1. Now, after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now, therefore, arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all these people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. Hallelujah. Now God is using Moses as an example of success to Joshua. He says, listen, Moses did very well. He succeeded, but now he is no more. Now it's up to you to carry on the mission that he started. But listen, there are certain things I told Moses, which I'm also telling you. I told him wherever the sole of his feet tread upon, I've given to him. Now, just as I told Moses, that's how I'm telling you. Hallelujah. That's why he had to bring Moses into the picture. He could have just caught Moses. He didn't have to even mention Moses' name. But Moses was a standard of success. Hallelujah. Then verse 4, he says, From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, toward the going down of the sun, shall be your coast. Oh, glory to God. I love verse 5 because God told me this years ago. He said, There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. Pause. Hallelujah. Years ago, God told me, said, there will be no demon that will be able to stand before you. Hallelujah. When you speak, demons will respond. Then he says, as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Do you see he keeps bringing Moses into the picture? He keeps bringing Moses into the picture. He said, listen, just the way I told Moses, Wherever the soles of your feet tread upon, I've given to you. Even though Moses is dead, you can still be successful. There are certain things I told Moses. That's what made him successful. Hallelujah. Now he's no more, so I'm talking to you directly. Hallelujah. Then he says, don't be afraid. No man will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses... So I will be with you. Hallelujah. In verse 6 he says, Be strong and of a good courage. For unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give them. 
I've said it time and time again, and I keep saying these things throughout Scripture. The blessings of God always come with condition. Like there's there's a part you have to play. Hallelujah. There's nothing that just comes easy like that and you just get everything and it just goes on like that. Absolutely nothing. There is a role you have to play. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Even salvation. Jesus died and did it. He did it. Did everything. All we need to do is to believe. Hallelujah. That is something you have to do. Believe with your heart. Confess with your mouth. It's something. There was a time in the wilderness when snakes began to bite the children of Israel. And so many of them were dying. And God told Moses to make a brazen serpent. And he put it up there. All the people were required to do was to lift up their head and look at the serpent. There's always something you are required to do. And usually, you know what Jesus said? He said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Usually the things he tells you to do are simple things. They're not difficult, easy things. Hallelujah. Imagine, here you are. You've been beaten by a snake, a very poisonous snake, and life is ebbing out of you. And all you are required to do Lift your head up and just look up. That's easy. But do you know that it's possible there are many who died who refused to lift up their head to just look? Hallelujah. So the promises of God, the blessings of God, they usually come with condition and usually simple things to do. Hallelujah. So God says, be strong and of a good courage. For unto these people shall thou divide for an inheritance the land which I swear unto their fathers to give to them. God says, be strong. It's something he has to do. Then verse 7, he goes on to say it again. Only be thou strong and very courageous. This is the only thing I'm requiring of you. Be strong and very courageous. That thou mayest observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded thee. See, he brought Moses again. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Remember, I started by saying one major principle of success in life is to study the life of those who have succeeded in the past and learn from them. Hallelujah. Very important. So Moses was a success. Even God is referring to Moses. In these first seven verses I've read, the name of Moses has already been mentioned at least four times to let you know how important, how God saw Moses, how successful Moses was in the eyes of God. And now Joshua, the young Joshua, you know, coming up after Moses. Now Moses is speaking to Joshua and saying, listen, if you are going to succeed, Pay attention to everything that Moses said. Hallelujah. Don't turn. He said, turn not from it to the right hand or to the left, that thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. Hallelujah. This is so important. He said, don't turn to the left or the right. What does he mean? Do you know there are people who go extreme on many things? There are people who go extreme. And God doesn't expect us to go extreme on anything. There are people who go extremely on one side or extremely on the other side. A very simple principle of fasting, for example, God expects us to fast. Hallelujah. But then Jesus said, okay, as long as the bride 
the bridegroom is there, his friends will rejoice with him and all that stuff. And some people will say, well, but because of that, I don't need to fast. And so they don't fast at all. That is extreme on one side. But then there are also the others who say, well, Jesus said this one goeth out not but by prayer and fasting. So all their life, they spend all their lives like they are fasting, like they, they, they are fasting every time you're asking them, I'm doing, I'm on a 50 days fast. I'm on a 60 days fast until it starts telling on their body. That is extreme on the other side. Should you not fast, you should, but there should be a balance. Hallelujah. A balance. So you don't go extreme on one side. There are people who have driven themselves until they got some medical problems or things like that. I read a book some years ago written by Dr. Frederick Casey Bryce titled Faith, Foolishness, and Presumption. And there are so many important lessons to learn. And there he, he explained about how Christians in the name of, you know, following uh, scriptures, they go into the extreme and they face consequences. Was it he? Was it he? Either in that book or another book I read, they gave an example of some South Korean Christians who had a church on a certain island. So they required a boat to cross over to that island. So one day on their way back, there was no boat. And then they came together and said, well, um, you remember the Bible says that Jesus walked on the water? Yeah, we can walk on the water. And they spoke in tongues and spoke in tongues. After speaking in tongues, they stepped on the water. And they actually drowned. I think about three of them or so. They drowned and they died. What was that? What was that about? Yes, Jesus walked on the water. Yes, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. I like the amplified version of that scripture, Philippians 4.13, that people quote. And I'd like us to look at, at it. Amplified version of Philippians 4.13. Now watch this. The Amplified Version says, I can do all things which he has called me to do through him who strengthens and empowers me to fulfill his purpose. I am self-sufficient in Christ's sufficiency. Hallelujah. If you read it just from the King James, it may make you feel like, oh yeah, I can just go ahead and start doing just anything. Praise the Lord. But no, that's not what he's saying. I can do all things which he has called me to do. So the question is, those ladies who decide to walk on the water, were they led by the Spirit of God to do that? Hallelujah. Do you know that there are people who have gone on 40 days fast and they've lost their lives? They've lost their lives doing 40 days fast. And sometimes they hear of somebody who, who, who did it, so they too want to do it. And they die. Hallelujah. I've heard of people who died. Is it God's intention for you to die during a fast? The answer is no. One thing people don't realize is that scripture in the book of Matthew chapter 4. Verse 1 says, Jesus was led up of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil. So that whole fast thing, it was an idea of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That's why he was able to do it because the Spirit of God empowered him to do it. If you read through scriptures, Moses was the first person to embark on a 40 days fast. 
And then after Moses, we hear of Elijah. After Elijah, then the next person we hear about is Jesus. But if you look at all the cases of the people, these people who did this 40 days fast, starting with Moses, he was carried in the spirit. Hallelujah. So the spirit of God took over his body to the extent that the Bible says when he came down from the mountain, his face shone so bright. The people couldn't look at his face. It was the spirit of God that led him to do that. Hallelujah. Then talking about Elijah, the Bible says the angel of the Lord brought him food to eat. And the Bible says he went in the power of that meat for 40 days. So it's not like, this is amazing. There was food in his body that was working. Remember, this is angel's food. Hallelujah. The Bible says he went in the power of that food. So the Bible says the food was what powered him those 40 days. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Glory to God. That's why we must not just imitate anybody. We must understand, are we being led by the Spirit? So we don't go extreme on anything. Hallelujah. It's so important. He says, I can do all things which he has called me to do. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So going back to the Joshua chapter 1 scripture, verse 7. He says, only be thou strong and very courageous. He says, the only thing I require of you, I just want one thing from you. I want you to be strong and very courageous. So you will be able to observe to do all the law which Moses my servant commanded thee. Turn not from it to the right hand. Don't go extreme on the right. Like by overdoing something. Do you get it? And then he says, or to the left by underdoing something. Hallelujah. This is so important. That thou mayest prosper whithersoever thou goest. I've said it before. There are some people who overdo certain things, even if they are good things. For example, do you know there's a way somebody can, the Bible says, do not forsake. And Hebrews chapter 10 verse 25 says, do not forsake the assembling. We, shouldn't, we should not forsake the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is. In other words, we should attend church meetings, church gatherings. We should be present in church gatherings. But do you know that there are some people who can overdo this and it could be a problem? Here you are, a mother with little children. And seven days of the week you are in church. For 10 hours in church. Praise God. So who is going to take care of the little children? Who is going to take care of your home? Who is going to do that? Praise the Lord. So you're doing a good thing, but you are overdoing it. And that could be a problem. Even the Facebook videos, for example, that we do. There are people who will sit down to watch one man of God after the other, they watch one after the other like that. Each Facebook, a full Facebook video takes about four hours. So by the time you watch four people, we're talking about 16 hours. Praise the Lord. Even two is eight hours. Hallelujah. So let's say out of a day of 24 hours, Eight hours there is fair, depending if it's something that, uh, not every day. But let's say uh, 
eight hours, let's say you, eight hours, you give eight hours to watching the video. And then it is said scientifically that people sleep for eight hours. People should sleep for eight hours. I know people sleep less. Hallelujah. So let's say you watch one video for eight hours. And then you slept for, say, six hours or seven hours. Right? So we're talking about 15 hours already gone up the day. So you have remaining four and five, nine hours for work, for taking care of your family and everything else. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, if you do that every day, every day, the question now will be, at what point will you even have your personal prayer time, your personal prayer time? Because you should have your personal prayer time. Hallelujah. Your personal prayer time. And then also the time where you take care of your family. Time you spend with your children. I'm talking, I'm using um, a family person, for example. Because somebody who is single has all the time in the world. Hallelujah. And I tell people who are single, while you are single, enjoy the time. Don't envy people who, who, who are not single. When you are single, enjoy that time. Make use of that time. Hallelujah. Many of what I'm enjoying today are the investments in my personality that I made when I was single. Hallelujah. This is so, so, so important. So there's a way you can do something and it can be extreme. On the other hand, say, oh, okay, I have to take care of my family. My family is number one. My family is the most important. So you focus on your family. You don't watch anything that will inspire you and all that and all that. Focus on your family. The Bible says, he that sows to the flesh will reap corruption. So if everything you do is just about your flesh, about your family, you will reap corruption. It will amount to nothing if you make no spiritual investments in your life. Hallelujah. So you learn to balance. Now that doesn't mean there are some days that you may not even be doing something for 16 hours, 20 hours. Some days it could happen. But then you balance it on another day. Praise the Lord. So that day when you spent all that time doing those spiritual things, on another day you balance it and you do what you're supposed to do. Hallelujah. So that way you don't go extreme on the right, on the left. Hallelujah. Now this is so important. Then I love verse 8 of that scripture. Verse 8 says, He now gives him the secret of success. This, this is one verse of scripture that many people really don't understand. But it is, it is power packed. And there are so many things to learn from this. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Was he saying the book of the law? Uh, in the days of Joshua, there were only five books called the Pentateuch, the five books of Moses. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Hallelujah. Now that was the Bible of their day. That was what Joshua had available. And now God is telling him, see this book of the law, in other words, the word of God that is available to you, it should not depart out of your mouth. What does that mean? You are always supposed to say the word to yourself. Hallelujah. You're always supposed to speak the word, say the word. It's so important that you bombard your mind and your soul 
with the word. He says, it shouldn't depart out of your mouth. But thou shalt meditate therein day and night. In other words, it should be your meditation. Hallelujah. It should be what you meditate on day and night. Because the truth is that man is always meditating. It's just that we don't know. We are always, man is every time you are thinking about something. Either you are saying something or you are thinking something. Even if you're not thinking it, something is running through your mind. Somehow, every time the mind of man is active. Hallelujah. If the mind of man is active, guess what? Even when you are sleeping in your dream, your mind is still active. Scientifically, it has been proven that people dream every time they sleep, especially when they go into what is called REM sleep. They dream. It's just that most people don't remember. The mind is always busy. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So what? He says, let the word of God be your meditation day and night. Then he says, if, I'm trying to analyze it now. If the word of God is your meditation day and night, he says that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. If your meditation is the word of God, you will find yourself doing what is written in the word. This is the key. Let me tell you something. People don't know this. But Paul was saying something, I think in the book of Romans 7 or so. He was explaining how weak man can be if you just allow the mind do whatever it wants to do. He said, that which I want to do, that which I know that is the right thing to do, I don't want to do it. I don't feel like doing it. Hallelujah. But the thing which I know is wrong, I shouldn't do. That's what my everything wants to do. Even though I know it's wrong. And he says, oh wretched man that I am, who shall deliver me, blah, blah, blah. Glory to God. He's telling you the state of the mind of man. If you allow the mind to just run rampage. So we don't just do something because we feel like doing it. We do it because we ought to do it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This is so important. Hallelujah. So he says, if you meditate on the word day and night, he said that thou mayest observe. This is how you can find yourself doing it by meditating on it. Glory to God. Do you know I've been a pastor now for over 12 years? It's not every Sunday I feel like going to church. It's not every Sunday I feel like going to church. It's not every Sunday. Do I love doing the things of God? Of course I do. But sometimes the body doesn't feel like. Praise the Lord. So I don't move according to what I feel. Whether I feel like it or not. Like Paul said, necessity is laid on me. Woe is me if I preach not the gospel. I carry myself and I move and I do it. And many times when I don't feel like doing it, that's the, those are the best times of my life. Hallelujah. It turns out like I have the best experience many of such times. Hallelujah. So he said the key to doing the word is meditating on the word. As you keep thinking on it, Hallelujah. For example, I'm a success. The Bible says you are. It says you shall be the head and not the tail. So you take that scripture, you personalize it. I am the head and not the tail. The Bible says, because you have loved righteousness and hated evil, therefore God, even your God, has anointed you with the oil of gladness above your peers. 
So what? You take that word, you personalize it. I have been anointed with the oil of gladness above my peers. Hallelujah. Gladness and testimonies always go together. The only reason why he's anointing you with the oil of gladness is because he's giving you testimonies. Hallelujah. So you're saying, I will testify. Glory to God. I will testify. Then the Lord said, behold, I do a new thing. And it will cause the ears of them that hear it to tingle. So you say to yourself, God is doing a new thing in my life. Hallelujah. God is doing a new thing in my life. When people hear it, they will marvel at what God is doing. Hallelujah. So what the word has become your meditation. You are taking that word and you are processing it in your mind. And as you do like that, you will find yourself naturally being gravitated towards success. Hallelujah. And I've said it before, anywhere your mind goes is only a matter of time your body will be there. Hallelujah. If your mind can go somewhere, that's why the devil will come. That's ex- he will try to distract you from your meditation. He will do anything else. He will try everything possible. He doesn't really bother. Some people think that the devil is not so much as interested in blocking your way physically. The first thing he does is to block your way mentally. If he can block your way mentally, you yourself will stop moving forward. Hallelujah. So he doesn't really bother about that physical one. He comes to the mind. That's why it is said and it's so true. The mind is the battleground, the battlefield. That's where the battles are fought. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The same thing with Jesus. Here Jesus was. He had just received instruction. He had just heard the word from the excellent glory. This is my beloved son in whom I'm well pleased. God spoke. Jesus heard. John the Baptist heard. So it had dawned on him. Yes. I'm the son of God. Now he goes to the wilderness. Satan shows up and says, if you are the son of God, speaking to his mind, trying to take that thing from his mind. You understand? Trying to stop him from meditating on the fact that he is the son of God. Hallelujah. And that was it. That was what Jesus needed to succeed in his ministry. The knowledge that he was the son of God. He needed that. When he stood at at that well, with a Samaritan woman. He asked her, give me water. The woman said, uh, why is it that you were Jew? You're asking me for water. He told her, if you knew who was asking you for a drink, you would ask him to give you water that would spring to eternal life. Why was he saying that? What gave him the audacity to make a claim like that? Because he knew he was the son of God. Hallelujah. He said at one time, he said, the father has given me the power to lay down my life and to take it up again. Why? Because he knew he was the son of God. No prophet ever made claims like that. No priest ever made claims like that. At one point he said, lo, I will be with you always, even to the end of the age. No prophet ever promised something like that. Jesus could say that he had the audacity to make such statements because he knew that he was the son of God. Hallelujah. That was why the devil came to fight that knowledge from his mind. Hallelujah. To take that mentality. Praise God. So this is so, so, so important. He says, if you meditate on it day and night, you will find yourself doing all that is written therein. Hallelujah. Then what else did he say? He says, for then 
Thou shalt make thy way prosperous by meditating on the word. It starts by meditating. Hallelujah. You know, there are people who say, practice what you preach. There's nothing, it's not practice what you preach. It's preach what you practice. Hallelujah. As you speak the word, you meditate on the word. If you meditate on it long enough, long enough, you will find yourself doing. The word of God has a driving force. The Bible says in Philippians 2.13, it says it is God that works in you both to will and to do of his good pleasure. When you meditated on the word long enough, you will find yourself just moving to do it. Because it has a driving force. It has something in it. There is something in the word. that when you meditate on it long enough, it will push you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Now before that, um, a very clear example of meditation. Because the Bible says, and remember Psalm 23 verse 1, that very popular verse of scripture. It says, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want Hallelujah. What does it mean? If the Lord is the shepherd, then we are the sheep. Hallelujah. Now the Bible says it several places. It says we are the sheep of his pasture. He likens us to sheep. Hallelujah. In fact, Jesus is called the Lamb of God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So he likens us to sheep in scripture. Now one thing that people need to understand about the sheep. Sheep are what you call ruminants. Hallelujah. They don't have one stomach like human beings. They have four stomachs. Four. Hallelujah. So when they go out to the pastures, for example, to eat, they just eat, they chew just little and swallow. They don't chew it. They don't masticate it properly. Hallelujah. And really, they don't have time to watch because there are many predators out there in the field. Hallelujah. So while they are eating, they are, they are eating, they are taking that thing in, they are looking around for pre- predators. Hallelujah. So all they do is they, they cut that leaf, just little, just cut it just little, and they swallow like that. They swallow, swallow, and swallow, and swallow. Now, when they swallow the grass or whatever it is that they eat like that, the way it is holy, the body cannot digest it like that. Because it's not well masticated. There are enzymes that need to act on it properly for it to digest. So the food goes to stay in one stomach waiting. And then later, when they are on their own, at their resting place, then they will regurgitate the food that they had eaten. Bring it out to their mouth and then they will masticate it properly. They will chew it properly. Mixing it well with saliva. And then the enzymes in the mouth will begin to act on it. Before they swallow it again. So they will take time. Regurgitate all the leaves. Everything that they've eaten. They bring it out. So that way the body can digest it. Hallelujah. I have noticed as a pastor many times. I have done this exercise several times. After a service. I'll ask. I said who? Who learned something? Everybody will say, they'll put their hands up. I learned something. I learned something. By the time you ask, say, who wants to share what you learned? The hands will be few. Because yes, they claim they learned something. But then, when you take time to say, okay, what do you learn? Some people are not sure what they learn. 
And if you ask some of them, they will just be able to bring one point. You've been speaking for one hour, but one at most two points. Some. Nothing is wrong with them. That's how humans really are. Praise God. That's how they are. So what? They are supposed to go back. That's why they are supposed to take notes. As the word is coming, the important point, they write it down. Praise the Lord. Write it down. And then later go back. Just like the food that the, the sheep had swallowed. Later you go back to that thing that you wrote down. As it were what you swallowed. You bring it out. And then you read it and meditate on it until it digests in your system. It becomes a part of you. It becomes a part of what you know. Hallelujah. This is so important. Hallelujah. It's so important. So he says the only way you can be successful, he says the book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate on it day and night. That you may observe to do. If you meditate on it day and night, you will observe to do. You will find yourself doing. And then that way, you will make yourself prosperous. You will, you will, you will naturally be prosperous when you meditate on the word. Hallelujah. And you do what the word says. You find yourself prosperous. Hallelujah. He says that thou mayest, for then thou shalt make thy way prosperous, and then thou shalt have good success. There are different kinds of successes in the world. There are people who do all kind of criminal things to get at the top. Yes, you've done all those things that you did and you got to that place, but is that good success? Because good success comes with something which you cannot buy with money, which is fulfillment. Fulfillment, you cannot buy it with money. There are many people who use crooked means to get to the top and all that. They are not fulfilled. They are not happy because they didn't get there the right way. So sometimes it drives them. They feel like if they get some more money, then they will have fulfillment. So they drive. The guy thought when he had a million dollars, he'll be happy and you feel fulfilled. So he set a goal for himself. At 22, I'm going to be a millionaire. At 20, I'm going to be a millionaire. And he went. He did all that he needed to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he worked hard. Got there. Discovered that that doesn't even bring fulfillment. He drives on. Has new goals and all that. He keeps going and going and going. He has a hundred million. He has a billion. Still no fulfillment. Hallelujah. Because the truth, let me just say it. The truth is that there is a vacuum in the heart of every man that only God and his word can feel. Only God and his word can feel. Because sometimes some Christians want to use, some people want to use um, people of the world as an example. So you see this person is not born again, but he's, he's happy, he's successful, he has this and he has that. He's the man fulfilled. He might tell you he's fulfilled, but is he really fulfilled? The Bible says, except the Lord builds the house. The laborer labored in vain. Was it God that helped you to get there? If it was not God, you built your house. That, that house you built was a house built in vain. Hallelujah. So we don't even envy. We shouldn't even envy the people of the world. God said, therein you, thou shalt make your way prosperous and thou shalt have 
good success. Because there are successes of the world, but is it good? I watched a very popular musician who was very popular in the world. Wherever he went, millions of people gathered. People gathered in their numbers. If he had a concert in uh, a stadium, it was packed out. People, people fainted just for seeing him. He was like that. By the time of his death, he was miserable. He was not happy. There are certain things that common people have and enjoy that he couldn't enjoy and he was not happy about it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So the, the, the people of the world, first of all, the people of the world should not even be an icon of success. Should not be an icon of success to you as a child of God. The Bible says in that first scripture I read, Hebrews 6, 12, he says, follow them who through faith and patience inherit the promises. Glory to God. In other words, those who succeeded through faith and patience. They are the ones that you should follow. Glory to God. And then I took you to the story of Moses and Joshua. Joshua actually and God told him, say, listen, Moses is dead, but you can still be successful if you pay attention to all the instructions that I gave Moses, all the things that Moses told you. Follow those principles. Hallelujah. And he told him the key, meditation. And you know, a man of God once said something. He said, every true man of God that you see is somebody who has learned to meditate. To meditate is to ruminate on the word. You ponder on it. You ponder on the word. You ask yourself some vital questions and answer the questions in your mind. So this thing that God said, if you would only let me, uh, if you are willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land, for example. Did God really mean that thing? Does he mean that if I live my life in accordance with the word, he will bless me? Yeah, but the Bible says, in Numbers 23 verse 19, God is not a man that should lie. So if he said it, then he means it. Ah, so if I live my life in accordance with the word, I'll be blessed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And then I now look in the scriptures. I look at men who live their lives in accordance with the word and succeeded. Glory to God. The book of Hebrews chapter 11 is one very wonderful book that shows us you know, many people who lived according to the word and were successful. Some who came out of nothing and became something because they lived according to the word. Hallelujah. So by the time you see all those things, you tell yourself, that means if I did this, I'll be successful. And then you go ahead and you do it. And surely you too will be successful. You will have what the Bible calls good success. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Bible says in Hebrews chapter 13 verse 8, it says Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. In other words, if he did it for them, he will also do it for you under the same circumstances. If you do what they did, you will get the results that they got. Hallelujah. So from today, you want to know. That's why I see ultimately the word of God is very important. You have to study the word. And when I tell people about studying the word, it comes in different ways. Listening to a message, someone preaching a message on the word, that is the same as studying the word. 
Because every message that is being preached, of course, by a true servant of God, for example, is basically an elaboration on the word of God. Hallelujah. He's not coming to tell you his own thing. That's why from time to time he quotes from the Bible. So when you are listening to a message, somebody preaching the word of God, that's the word of God. So I've had people ask me, okay, pastor, how do I study the Bible? Go and listen to the message. That's one easy one. That's one of the simplest ways. Listen to the message. Every scripture that is quoted, go and read those scriptures. Don't just listen to it as the person is quoting the scripture. You go and read the scripture for yourself. Go and read it for yourself. And as you do that, you've studied. Sometimes the Spirit of God can even lead you to study more things along that line. He will show you more verses of scriptures. And that's why you should have a good Bible. Thank God for electronic Bibles that we have today. We have Bible references. And we have also several other versions where you can compare scriptures. Thank God for technology, advancement of technology. Hallelujah. So that way you can study and it will be amazing what you find out from the word. Hallelujah. And when you do, your life will be rich. And you just know, for me, like, because I was living like this, I've always known that I'll be successful. I've always known because of the meditation on the word. Because like I said, when you meditate on the word, it will drive you to do. And then when you do, you become successful. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So from today, the Bible says you will not be only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. Because the word of God will drive you to do. As you keep hearing it over and over again, as much as possible, try, play the message. Let it just be plain. Sometimes even while you are sleeping, let the message be plain. Sometimes, even if it's not just message, even if it's an audio Bible, let it just be reading. Let it just be plain. Let it just, just hear it. There's so many advantages when you do that because the word of God will be on your heart. It becomes your meditation. That's what you are thinking about. And you will get results. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. I believe you have learned something today. Hallelujah. I like to always do a summary of like all that I've talked about, the highlight basically. I started by saying one of the most important principles of succeeding in life is to read about those who have succeeded in the past. Follow their principles and you will succeed. And I showed you from the scriptures, Hebrews 6 verse 12, where he said, follow those who through faith and patience inherit the promise. God expects you to follow them, learn from them. Hallelujah. Then I said the promises of God come with consequence um, comes with uh, uh, you have a role to play in the promises of God hallelujah and he told Joshua I said be courageous be strong and courageous this is what I want you to do hallelujah then he told him he said listen this book of the law meditate on it day and night that you may prosperous say don't turn to the left or the right and I explain about going extreme God doesn't expect us to go extreme on anything don't go extreme. Don't go too much on the right. Don't go too much on the left. That's what he said to Joshua. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And then if you meditate on it day and night, the word of God is always on your mind. That's what you're meditating on always. You will make your way prosperous and you will have what the Bible calls good success. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I, I know you've learned something vital here. 
and you will apply the word. Hallelujah. Praise God. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for your word that you brought to us. Indeed, the entrance of your word has brought light to us and understanding. But as we listen to the word again and again, the word will produce results in our lives. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we declare that we are moving forward. We are making progress. We are forcefully advancing in the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to thank you for listening today. And I'm going to be with you again for another podcast. Until I come to you again, keep living in the atmosphere of God's word, God's worship, and God's miracles. God bless you. Bye-bye. Join the man of God, Pastor Isaac Samuel II, for further deeper analysis of the Word of God and mind-blowing miracles during the Check It Church weekly services. On Sunday, we've got the Super Sunday service starting at 10 a.m. CST. Wednesday is a midweek Bible study at 6 p.m. CST. Then Friday is a prayer meeting also starting at 6 p.m. CST. We hope to see you there.